So this is now the fifth and final episode of our discussion of Lee Child's Killing Floor. I almost said Jack Reacher's Killing Floor. Yep. Um, Lee Child's Killing Floor. Oh, wait, I wanted to make up something about you. Uh, I, I think the closest I can get. No, you know, like a book that not only introduced Jack Reacher to the world, but also, and I think the closest I can say here is maybe... We'll, we'll solve this problem. Yeah. Made Kuhn's dad 20 years ago randomly say at the dinner table, you know what's the problem with the US dollar? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe, not. maybe it didn't. We'll find we'll, out. Yeah. Keep Kuhn, listening. Kuhn, That's what I would say. Yeah. Kuhn did some investigative journalism by asking deep, his dad. Deep invest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like Bellingcat point two. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess as always we can probably start with a summary, right? Let's do that. So, chapter 27. Reacher reads about a bookshelf's worth of banking journals in about two hours and figures out that the cleaners are reprinting $1 bills into $100 bills. Reacher and Finley drive to Stoller's parents and find about 200,000 $1 bills in their garage. Chapter 28. Reacher and Finley tell Picard all about the crime. They wait for him to get Roscoe, but he returns alone and points a gun at Finley. <gasps> That's a sound effect. That's a good, good. sound effect. Yeah. Huh? yeah. yeah. Like, people probably think it's a professional sound effect. I <laughs> He looked at me very shocked when I did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, chapter 29. Picatio and Kleiner take Reacher and... It should be Finley, right? Yeah. Captive. Okay, then I just wrote down the wrong name. So they take Reacher and Finley captive. They have Roscoe and Charlie Hubble plus her kids somewhere else. They give Reacher an ultimatum to find Hubble or they'll start killing Finley and Roscoe and the children, etc. Chapter 30. Reacher has breakfast at Eno's and makes a plan. He kills Picard and the two guys following him. Chapter 31. Reacher searches for and finds Hubble. They drive back to Morgrave and free Finley from the police station. Chapter 32. Reacher, Hobble, and Finley hide in the barber shop and make plans. Reacher meets the barber's sister, who tells Reacher that the guitar player was killed 62 years ago by Mayor Teal's dad. Yeah. Chapter 33. So now it starts... Now it goes down. Finley collects a weapon from the police station. Reacher, Finley, and Hubble set the police station on fire. They drive to the warehouse, kill Baker, and get the Hubble kids out of there. Finley sets the warehouse on fire. Reacher kills Teal and Kleiner. Picard turns up, and Reacher and Finley kill him finally, before the entire warehouse bursts into huge flames, millions of dollars flying. I think that's what I wrote. Mm -hmm. Is it all one chapter? Yeah, that's all one chapter. That's oh, literally wow. all one chapter. Damn, yep. Okay. I was, I was in my head. It was like at least three chapters, but okay. That was yeah. chapter thirty-three. I think it was twenty pages or something. I think it was yeah. a longer one. A longer this, one. But yeah. Still, yeah. Everything went down in one chapter. Okay, go on. Yep, Sorry. that's what I meant. Like it all goes <laughs> down. Yeah. Chapter thirty-four. Rich and Roscoe talk everything through. Then, for what one can only assume is the first time of his life, Richard quote made love with great tenderness. End quote. <laughs> Naturally, Reacher then takes a bus to California with a photo of his brother that Roscoe gave him. Beautiful. The end. The, the end. <laughs> the ending. And, and some people lived happily after, after. A lot of people died. Yeah, those who survived, I think, lived fairly happily ever after. 
everyone else died. <laughs> Which is yeah. naturally when you say those who survived, right? Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah. everyone else didn't. True. Whew. Yeah. Where shall we begin? Um... How do we do we have the predictions in our um Oh yeah that's the weird thing I never I've I've realized so I was this week I spent some time editing the crime and punishment thing Yeah and I realized like we never go back to the predictions ah, We kind okay. of predict something but we never I mean I guess like you know this isn't a scientific experiment where we pre-register and then go back to see whether it was true. true we're just kind of guessing and trying to make sense of the thing but i think we um i mean we got most of it pretty good i'd say from the last part right your, right? your yeah. theory was 100 percent correct spot on yeah exactly your slash think, maybe your father's we'll see <laughs> yeah um, yeah i think the only thing is like that picard was the bad guy i didn't i thought it was like charlie hubble a bit more that's what i expected I mean, I got my final fight scene. Unexpectedly, I got my final fight scene between Picard and Reacher. That's because I was like, oh, wow, he just kills him. He just shoots him in the head or whatever, right? He shot him yeah. and then he left. And I was like, oh, that's totally not what Ben, you know, exactly. um, um, thought would happen. And then, you know, we still get it in the end. He survived. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I, I, if I remember correctly, I wasn't super confident that Pick. I mean, we didn't really know. We thought like one, someone has to have said something, but we didn't know which of the three. Yeah, there's still one um, person who's the mole or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, I didn't have any. I don't think I particularly singled out Picard. Ah, okay. I thought so. Okay, I could. Or did be... I? I mean, I, I was still hoping for the, but I'm not sure how much I thought it was going to happen. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Maybe I did. Doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter if I'm wrong. If I was correct, then I obviously predicted it all along. Yeah, true. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, obviously, I mean, this wasn't really a prediction. I've read other books, so obviously Reacher and uh, Roscoe don't end. I mean, to be yeah. fair, maybe they, they would be still together in book two. I didn't read book two, but yeah, that was pretty obvious that that was not going to happen. Sure, 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 sure. But it could have happened. You're right. Uh, Char yeah. uh, Hubble was still alive. Hubble was we alive. That one. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. I guess wasn't that much of a stretch again. It kind of had to happen at some point. Like, you know, when it, when they go and have to find Hubble, you know he has to be alive, kind of, right, at that point. I could have imagined how Richard just has to figure something else out or whatever. Right? Yeah, true. And in I a way, right. they didn't. Yeah. They didn't find Hubble. I mean, they yeah, found they him, but they just killed everyone anyway. Like it didn't mm -hmm. really make much of a difference. Yeah, right. You're right. Uh, you're or right. wait, did it? Why did they find Hubble? Why did he actually look for Hubble? I can't remember. No, he he. he so he killed Picard and every everyone. Then he moved on to this city, and then he found him in this hotel. Yeah, yeah, but why? Right? I can't remember. Like, what was the? Why didn't he just go? And kill everyone because, like, he killed them anyway, right? Like, it's not like he showed them Hubble and then. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think he might have needed Hubble for information or something. That I can't remember. Yeah, yeah I'd Is imagine, but I think he knew where the warehouse was. Yeah. And I guess they didn't got a third person to. Yeah, I just get the like, kids out of there, but. Yeah, and get Hubble to like ram the police station with his Bentley. Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah, that was a bit weird, but. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Also, that, uh, like I took a hell of a beating going into three, like driving against a wall, basically in a row. Yeah, it makes you wonder, right? I mean, I guess those old Bentleys—they were heavy and made out of like I don't know, like steel yeah, or aluminum. But they didn't I guess... have like the best safety. I mean, you have mass behind if you collide into another car. For that, it's great. But if you're fighting a wall, <laughs> yeah, yeah, walls in general are. A bit, yeah, a bit tougher. I tend to win. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's silly. Anyway, book, right? yeah. I mean, I had another point that some stuff which I thought was just 
So some stuff was unrealistic, I thought, in a who cares way, and some stuff was unrealistic in a slightly disappointing way. Okay, so 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 give me your stuff. I mean, I thought chapters 30 and 31, which are the chapters where Reach has just been held, you know, he's, he's, Picard is driving him to different places and that yeah. to get hobbled. Yeah. So basically him killing Picard and the other two guys and Reacher finding Hobble and I guess then also the driving into the police thing it struck me as just slightly yeah just, just unrealistic in a way that I thought wasn't that maybe made it slightly worse so for example the I mean in a way it's I mean I get well first I guess I didn't kill Picard but it, that seemed a, I mean it was fairly smart but it seemed a little bit too easy mm. and then you think like a guy like Picard would you know what's up like he'd he'd do he'd take whatever precaution was then again maybe yeah. you know Picard trusted Reacher because he figured like well what's he gonna do like he has to give me safe so maybe he just trusted him yeah. too much but then the other thing I mean, this was something I found quite funny in chapter thirties you know so they're, they're they're having this massive gunfight with this big gun right this, this, this desert eagle big, yeah yeah that whatever yeah. it's called yeah that yeah. that huge gun and. All these people on the street are just going, yay, free money, whilst these guys are just shooting yeah, yeah, each other in the background. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But it's the, America. Found... They might be used to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's, it's some dollar bills. Yeah. But I found that I thought that was like, you know, I thought that was a bit, if you, especially this was supposed to be the big gun that was made so much noise and that kind of stuff. And You're right. Yeah. 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 I didn't think about it like that. Just people yeah, running around right. like, woohoo, money. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess know. that's right. And yeah. then also him finding Hobo. I found so that this is, a little bit of a stretch. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, so this is the... Th I mean, there's just too many things. Him getting the fake name, correct? Yeah, everything. Him getting the place, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I mean, of course, he narrowed it down. He didn't get it straight away, all that kind of stuff. Sure, but still, yeah. But this is the kind of scene that I think Lee Child got better at doing. So, you know, he uses... or. Reacher uses this kind of common sense, making mm -hmm. educated guesses, mm -hmm. which is, I guess, a staple of all detective or crime novels almost. But I think sure, here yeah. it didn't quite work, but I think in later books it works better. Okay. Where maybe in this case also he really put himself a bit into a spot. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah. uh, him as a writer, basically, that he had to find this mm -hmm. horrible guy somehow without any information. But this, this is the kind of scene where I thought, it, like, oh, yeah, I can see how Lee Child got a bit smoother at just making those a bit more realistic those educated guesses sure sure okay yeah and then i mean you know the ending is of course just huge and bombastic in a but in a glorious way i didn't mind that that was unrealistic yeah um, no it kind of has to be yeah it, or like has to be but yeah yeah that was yeah I, did, I i had no problem with that being unrealistic but uh yeah i guess bombastic is the right word for this um i mean and that, that's i think you know, everything happens in the last chapter or in this one chapter, which is kind of funny, right? Because the whole conclusion kind of happened and then you're kind of done with it almost, right? Then it's the last chapter. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just, I just found it so funny because it seemed to go so very fast, but I guess that's just any general action flick or, or, or novel. And I guess right? that's how you make it work, right? You. Yeah, I guess I mean, so. It's, I guess yeah. lots of stuff happened before, but I think that's kind of the, I would imagine the aim, right? You try and get like, everything into the end everything built into can... this one climax yeah i guess so. yeah, yeah and then it just you release all the tension basically in one yeah 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 i guess so yeah 
Okay, do you have more? I mean, that was just like one the one point about unrealistic stuff. Uh, I don't know, do you want to... I have like a, a few other points about completely different things. Okay, so I have... Um, I can like latch into that. I looked up to Desert Eagle. Uh, yeah, my, my work browsing history has gotten just a little bit worse. Because I, I literally looked up Desert Eagle in American currency. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, if some men will come by at the office, you know why. The Desert Eagle. So I was kind of confused why or like because when he's um with pecan the two guys who follow him reacher shoots off the guy's leg with the, with the desert eagle right he blows off his leg and i was like mm, can that happen so i googled Wait, was it literally blows off or was it more like yeah i think so i think he, he just like made it not functional i think he said he literally blew it off below the knee uh, okay um so i looked up can a desert eagle blow off a limb <laughs> <laughs> oh and, god um, cool the great people. I mean, I feel like I feel like the pe whoever's watching your search history is at some point is just going to go. You know what? Just let him. This yeah. is interesting. I want to know what he searches for next. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have like bats in their office. At <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what yeah. do you think he's going to do this today? <laughs> it's like oh, I don't know. <laughs> he's so unpredictable. He's so unpredictable. Probably. I mean, he has to do something about animals soon. But oh. yeah, yeah. And yeah. we should check like the betting sites whether there's anything on there yet. True. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a look. So anyways, um, the desert eagle is not going to blow off limbs. That's what I found on Quora. Um, there was <laughs> Wait, a guy someone who said, asked that question? Yeah. No, yeah, a lot of people. Like, also, like, in if response I get... to this book? Or no, 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 just general. general. Um, people are very interested in the desert eagle. Um, I can also tell you it comes in a gold edition with 24 karat gold, um, I guess, plated. <sighs> That's pretty good. Yeah. And there was also a guy who asked, if you get shot in the head with it, will you die? And then people agreed, yes, yes, you will die. If, <laughs> if you, you get shot, shot in the head, head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a very large <laughs> weapon, you'll die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, okay, satisfied. Um, I have okay. a little... That's good so to yeah, know. But I think also, especially in the hands and the limbs, um, it will just blow a hole. I, I think the hole will be bigger in your body because there's more expansion that can go on inside your body from the bullet, something like that. I don't know. Somehow Kinetics. that makes vague sense to me, but I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, yeah same. Um, and then if you want to buy a Desert Eagle, it'll cost you about 800 to like $1,500. That's not that much. No, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's an expensive gun. You shouldn't Wait, buy it. how much do guns usually cost? I've never even you looked just, at... Okay, okay. so I did. Um, this is from the top of my memory, so it can be a bit off. Um, standard issue police guns are like six, seven hundred €700. Euro, uh, dollars. Oh, so not that much different than the desert, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess the depends. desert is like about twice as much. Um, yeah. And it's like, really heavy. It's like almost two kilos. Um, so you, it's unpractical. And like, that's um, pretty heavy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have like cameras, right? And like my, I have a big lens on one of the that weighs, don't know how much, but yeah, two kilograms is quite a bit to carry on with your order. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also what they say, right? Training it, especially for like smaller people or like, you know, or women, like it's really hard to aim this thing properly because it's just so heavy. So, um, especially if general, you have to hold it for like longer times, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the people on Quora kind of agreed. Um, the Desert Eagle is not the the best suited weapon. It's more like a, a showpiece at the gun range. Right, <laughs> but uh, it makes sense that that Reacher wouldn't have problems. Yeah, he can handle thing. it. Yeah, because he's yeah, a exactly. big, strong guy. Yeah. Um, so that's that posted note. Oh, um, to complete tangent. So I saw like a clip on YouTube about this guy. Um, he's got the, um, he's playing the Punisher in um, on like this series. The film or, or, yeah, no, it's series. Or, okay, it's like Marvel's The Punisher. One of yeah, those comic I've book heard things. Of vaguely of it, but yeah. Okay, 
And I looked him up because I was like, oh, he's a big, strong, like tall, you know, mus- <laughs> muscly guy, right? Is he like a meter 75 or something? 180, which is like not tall. And it was so exactly. funny because he looks very tall and strong. And then, you know, so he's fighting, you know, other t- tiny people. I'm taller That's than... exactly what Lee Child said, right? Yeah, exactly. All the actors that's, that's are the tiny. Thing. That's the thing. Because he looks like, I think he's like the stereotypical, I, I think, what's his name? John... I looked him up like yesterday, John Berenthal or something like that. Good to know, yeah. And he looks big and tall and strong, and he probably is very strong. He's big at least, yeah. or like, you know, muscular. Um, but yeah, 180, so not, you know, I would say like average, I mean, it's average height at height in yeah. at least Germany or Netherlands, yeah. Uh, where, no, no, Dutch are a little bit taller. 182 or what? Yeah. 83. Um, yeah, okay, sorry, that was my tangent. Desert Eagle will not blow off your leg. Okay, that's good. But uh, so just about the height of actors. Um, I mean, like when you think about like who are like some of the tough actors, right? Like yeah. one of the first names is Jason Statham, right? But he was yeah. also, a, 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 was Olympic he like a junior, a junior Olympic diver? Yeah. If you're a diver, you're not tall. You're you're very tiny, basically, right? If you do anything that's so. um, gymnastics or flipping, right? You're by definition tiny. If he was good at that thing, he can't be taller than, yeah, a meter 75 or something. Right? That's true. I don't know how tall he is, but he okay, can't gonna... be. Jason Statham, one seventy-eight. Okay, so I guess he can be taller than one seventy-five. Yeah, but um, maybe that's why he never made it to the actual Olympics. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> just too big, too big. But that's what I mean, right? He's like one of the tough guys, and he's yeah, below average. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's or what I mean. Maybe like, not there's... the UK. I don't know. But oh, actually, oh no, actually. Um... So when I was like doing my exhaustive, exhaustive research, they recasted Jack Reacher um, for a series now oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, I forgot the name of the guy. I didn't know him. Is he taller than a meter seventy? Actually, I didn't. I didn't look this up. <laughs> Wait, I was like, oh, yeah. oh god, the first name is, is Jim Chad, which is a great name. <laughs> I don't know whether this is the correct one though. Oh, uh, no, that guy is also pretty old. I think this is something else. Oh, no. Jack Reacher. No, this might be it after all. Yeah, Chief okay. Morrison. Yeah, I think they're actually making the first. Oh, they're making so, Killing Floor. So there's a guy called Alan Richson. Richson yeah, Richson, yeah that could be it. That could be Richson. it. Richson. He looks vaguely tough. Oh, yeah, he's 6'2", 1 meter 88. Okay. Getting there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're getting taller. Anyway... Actually, let me let me finish the weapons department. Um, I also looked up the blackjack or the sap because I was kind of skeptical of a blackjack. You know, like this, this sort of blackjack was this weapon Reacher used to kill the Kleiner kid and the, the henchman. Kind of club thing that... Well, he didn't yeah. kill the Kleiner kid with it, right? He drowned. No, no, no. He but, just made them unconscious. Yeah. By hitting um, on the back of the head, yeah. The thing is, the thing is like, what is it? Like 15 centimeters long, something like that? Or like, let's say between 15 and like 30, whatever. And it's like kind of a spring... With a heavy lead end, or that's the blackjack, and then the the sap is more like a leather pouch with a heavy um, lead ending. Okay. Ten, like fifteen centimeters long, and I was really curious if you can really like damage. I mean, someone. sure, right? Um, if yeah, you're but a like, boxer, you can just hit someone in the face and <laughs> hit them unconscious. Right? Well, actually, um, yeah, you can. But actually, I also okay, so. I went on a complete tangent, of course. There's also weighted gloves um, for punching, knocking people out easier. Anyway, so the the sap and the blackjack <laughs> are oh, yeah. oh, sorry, they're very just a random piece of information in case anyone's curious. Yeah, yeah, I'm very so, yeah. No, I think Why people not buy are. these gloves. Do they do they make them so they look normal? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and then you know, the, but there are ways that so you you protect your own hand from fracture, right? If you had like skull, yeah, um, but also it adds it. kinetic, yeah. yeah, energy, yeah. And but yeah, the sap and the blackjack very dangerous can break bones. They they can fracture your skull. Yeah. Okay. So cops stopped using them at some point. Ah, <laughs> uh, now they shoot them. I get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's way more effective. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's my uh, my tangent okay, but, on so fact that was checks. correct then. I would say so. Yeah. I would say the 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 Desert Eagle was slightly exaggerated, maybe, but the blackjack was um, f- you know full on the money. Yeah. I mean, I once uh, I can't remember when, why, or what it was, but I saw some sort of interview with Lee Child, and he, I think he said something like, you know, I I. I do do research for this and I get experts to help me with this, but there's always sure. someone who complains about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I yeah. think once he said literally he he literally went to, like, a guns expert or whatever and confirmed something and then someone wrote him in, like, this is wrong. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, of course. But, you know, you Googled for five minutes, so you're basically an expert. Yeah. No, but, yeah, but that's how it is. I'm sorry, Mr. Child. Anyway, the book. Shall I say then on a more positive note, one of my, maybe one of the best sentences to summarize, I think, the appeal of the Jack Reacher books. Uh, just to set the scene very briefly, I think he's talking to Hubble. Yeah, he just found Hubble or whatever. And I guess he had to tell him, he told him what they had to do or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And Hubble's like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> like, I'm not prepared for this. But yeah, Reacher just told him all this stuff. And then, so here's the, the quote from the book. The first word is he referring to Hubble. He nodded again. He had crashed through the barrier. He had stopped worrying and started relaxing. He was up on that plateau where you just did whatever needed doing. I knew that place. I lived there. And I think that's part of a big part of the appeal of Reacher, that you have this guy who's just in the zone and kind of ready all the time. Sure. And also what I, you know, I mentioned this to you like a while ago when I read other Jack Reacher books. What I find really interesting is that he has this almost like meditative monk-like quality where he just, he doesn't worry about things. Sure. You know, like there's another book that I, you know, I read and he wants to get from A to B and he's in the middle of the forest basically with like some country road going through it. Yeah. And he just goes, okay, I'm just going to walk now. So he walks and puts his thumb out. There's no thought of like, oh, I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to be thirsty. What am I going to do? How? He's just... Okay. Yeah. I'm here. This yeah. That's this just, one this is what here. I'm doing. Yeah. And I think that's a big part. And in no matter what the situation, right? Whether mm-hmm. he's somehow dropped off in the middle of the woods, whether he's fighting three people, or whether he's just having drinking coffee or whatever. Sure. Yeah. He's just yeah, in yeah. the zone. And I yeah. think that's a big I think when I read the other books, I realized like I need more of that in my life. Like I need in to your be personal more. Life. Yeah, 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 just personally. Like I'm yeah, too yeah much thinking about the future worrying about stuff and not yeah. enough just this is what it is yeah yeah end of, uh, end of thought basically yeah. right yeah yeah it's living in a moment isn't that almost um yeah what, what do we call this um mindfulness yeah that, yeah i mean uh, i don't know whether zen is the right word for this because i don't really know what it means but i yeah. that's something i <laughs> i mean you know i, I don't know anything about no, no, it, no, but, I get it. Um, yeah 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 this is the kind of thing that it sounds like to me. Just this guy, he, in a really weird way, has almost achieved, I think, what lots of people try and achieve with lots of techniques and meditation and whatever, which is just existing and doing stuff yeah. and observing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But not this kind of constant worrying about things or whatever. Sure. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Yeah. 
And the thing is, like, everyone knows those moments, right? When you, like Hubble, when you realize, like, oh, I have to be, I have this to be in now. this moment now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you this... don't, you don't have this thing of, like, worrying, right? If you realize, like, this is the only way I get through, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just, and yeah, get through with it. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think everyone knows those moments, but uh, the, the difficulty is having them more frequently. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Just, like overriding that 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 negativity or that doubt or whatever yeah you're right yeah i mean yeah, what i did what i did really like about it and i also said this in a previous session i think is that he is still human though right so they walk to picard's or like to his car you know um getting hubble and then he, he says something um it's his inner monologue is something like i've never been this nervous before okay i can't remember exactly but yeah He's like, I've never been this nervous before. Um, I really have to like find a way to calm down. And that's like kind of cool, right? Be I mean, like, you know, um, yeah, yeah. like, of course, like if there's like a big FBI agent with a, you know, gun and hand-to-hand -hand combat skills, like you you're going to be nervous. But like, even that he admits it, like, I'm nervous right now, but I have to deal with it. Right? That's the to cool. Be fair, I think that's the kind of thing that uh, I think I've mentioned this before, that I think he kind of loses in later books. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. That you, you, said that. you like that. And I, and I like and that. I, yeah. I get it completely. But from the other two, three books I've read, I can't. I mean, the first, yeah, I can't remember the first one that much. But from the others, I can't remember. Ah, two. Okay. I don't remember. Oh, no. I don't remember him having. He was much more analytic. Just what's the, what are the options? Yeah. What are the probabilities? Which one should I do? Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. But no, I, I like, agree. Yeah. This is, yeah, because he's he obviously is still human, but he just manages to. Yeah, he deals with stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in a, in a arguably good way. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's too bad. Yeah, so in a way, I think there's lots. Uh, I mean, there's stuff about Rachel that's questionable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Even I can't remember if this is this part of the previous one, but at some point he just tells Roscoe what's happened. She's like, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like it, yeah. There's. Well, I think even maybe it's just one of the, maybe to Finley or whatever. And I think it might be in maybe this part or something where where he just tells what happens and they're like, right. right. Um, <laughs> I think you have crossed a line here. Yeah, that's a lot of dead people. Oh, yeah. But apart from that aside, all the murdering and mm -hmm. the probably enjoying murdering, setting that aside, yeah. uh, he has a lot of positive qualities. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great role, mo role model. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you, you pick and choose. You know, you can't admire someone for everything they do. Uh, yeah. So yeah. In no, this case, true. you know, you choose what you take from this. And you and you move. I on. hope, given oh, given your Google search, I think we can see where you're going. No, I <laughs> but, think. Uh, yeah, no, I I I I still think I'm of the the kind who runs away rather than confronts. Um, but then again, so far in your life, you haven't had the desert eagle. Yeah, I think it's good. I think I I couldn't deal with the the power. <laughs> <laughs> you would that be getting lunch lot, from Kuhn. me. You would be getting lunch from me every day. I'd be like, hey Ben. Go get lunch. <laughs> you see this deagle? I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> kind of hungry. <laughs> and get me a Coke as well. You know? Yeah. That's, yeah. It, I, I, yeah, that's me. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't kill me. You just use, you basically blackmail me kind of. If you don't do this, I'll kill you. Is that is that blackmail? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's, it's not really black. It's, it's not even of, blackmail, right? It's just. It's just threatening. <laughs> just threatening, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is kind of like, you know, we all had, I mean, I assume we all had like daydreams of, 
you know, sitting bored in school. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Good. No, no, no. When you're bored in school, right, or whatever, right, or like you know, in a in a meeting, and you're like, what would I do if like you know a guy comes in with a gun now, right? Would I be able to save the room, right? You, 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 Answer, you no. No, yeah, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Initially, you have to date him. Just like, be yeah, the yeah. first shot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll save the classroom by, oops, dead. Yeah, I'll, I'll absorb a bullet. Um, exactly. No, but I think that's the appeal of Jack Reacher, right? Everyone kind of wants to be the hero who gets yeah. the girl and then also is like okay with leaving her again and just moving on, <laughs> kind of, right? I mean, that, that already is admirable, right? That he's just like, yeah, it didn't work out, so we moved on. Like, you really yeah, miss but that's his attitude to everything right <laughs> yeah that's true yeah i mean that's that's one thing that i find kind of interesting is about him just moving on that kind of stuff it's it's he never has any in any of the books i've read any plans or that kind of stuff right he this is what i find kind of interesting he has these like plans where he says i'm gonna do take a road trip or i'm gonna find out this thing but yeah. there's no like ultimate goal or anything there's, there's nothing yeah there, sure basically. Yeah, yeah so like in that sense almost you know just leaving being fine with it, not caring, is fits in this very well. That because like there's no there's no ultimate thing anyway. Yeah, 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 sure. He needs um, to roam. Yeah, but not only that, it's just it's I don't know. It's just I guess yeah. He, maybe one reason that he doesn't overthink is that he he has nothing in that sense to live for. Right? There's no. What sure. if I get hungry here? It's like, well, he doesn't want to do anything really anyway. He just kind of yeah. does stuff and gets involved in tricky situations yeah that's right i guess that almost comes with the you know when, when we um, um worry or wonder about the future right that's kind of yeah, our, exactly. our you know we are already planning right okay where will i be in two years or whatever he doesn't have that at all right yeah so i guess there's no, a difference yeah not from anything i've read he has very specific actionable goals mm -hmm. whether it be in this case well, I don't. Even, I can't remember exactly. He just—I mean—he went to that town because of that musician. I think. Yeah, I think there was a reason. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. But I, I think he just—I don't know whether he actually specifically went there or he just went by and realized, like, oh, I'm close to that place. I'll go there. Yeah, I'll get off. Um, yeah, I think that. Was yeah. Crazy. So he, yeah. Uh, but there was no like ultimate, as far as I can tell. I mean, I don't know. This is kind of interesting because this is also the first. I'm assuming the books are largely chronological or somewhat. So this is probably one of the first books where he's really out of the military. And assuming there he did have maybe a bit more of a of a normal goal life Rhythm. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, something whereas I mean military is very yeah. written rhythm driven even, right? I mean you get up at six thirty, whatever, you make your bed, do your things, yeah. Go back to bed. But so this is in a way almost when he almost should be the the most not goal driven, but having the most plans. Whereas you know, sure. in later books it's been fifteen years and he's only been doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I agree. Of course, this is a this is a massive fantasy. <laughs> you know, what if you could just deal with every situation? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, it's it's not even about like violence or or like being the hero. It's just like you're you're he's he's not worried because he's I think also has the confidence that he can deal with whatever happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's why we like these stories, right? We like this person who can take control over his life you know takes away a bit of the the worry about life right the, the this real randomness to it right that we're all subject to uh, what do you mean by that by real random or let's say you can never 
like when you have like a flat tire or whatever, right? You can never, that always happens oh, at an I inconvenient, see, you know, yeah. far away from any gas station or any town. Like Richard would just be like, oh, well, you know, I'll wait. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah, go I'll wait. Because like, like the, 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 like the inflatable tire, the replacement tire will be gone, of course, you know, and he will just be like, okay, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll walk or I'll I don't use need the car anyway. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And that's something that, you know, even that mundane stuff, that's something that, you know, if I happen to be in that situation, I'd be like, oh, fuck, you know, what do I do? Um, yeah, I mean, of, I can't, you know, I contrast this with me having a major breakdown of my, uh, uh, sorry, a minor uh, psychological breakdown when I'm programming every time. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just so stupid. Like, you know, and then I think having these kind of examples, even if they're fictional, of just deal with the situation rather than whining yeah. and moaning and bitching is, I think, a healthy contrast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess in that way, it's like also could be a healthy role model, you know, within, within yeah. air quotes. Not for the killing people, but for the, you know, yeah, I guess dealing. We've been talking about the same thing now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I have, I have um, but, but maybe not now, I have another set of facts, like my last set of facts, in case you, okay. uh, you're curious. Um, I can you, also you tell you. Or now? We can do it now, whatever you want. Okay, t hit me with some facts, Kun. Okay, well, I'll, I'll start with a question. L you know, okay, listen, listen <laughs> to this, Ben. That's not a fact, Kun. Listen to this, Ben, and then you'll see how, what a professional I have become in five episodes podcasting. Okay. Okay. Um, ben. <laughs> yes, Kun. <Kool. laughs> do, do you know what a punchion is? A punch. Um. No. Keep okay. And uh, but then, I feel like I should know. I feel like I've heard this. Okay. I mean, it's, it's in the book, right? No, it's not. It's not in the book. Oh. It's not in the book. I feel like I should. It's one of those words. I feel like I should know what it is, but I don't. Well, okay. Listen to this, man. Keep listening. After the ads, we'll reveal it. <laughs> and now you run ads. <laughs> I don't have. Cool. No one wants to sponsor this. <laughs> I need money. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I mean, sorry. Uh, if you want, you can give me money. Do you have any cause you want to promote? Uh, you can run an ad now for twenty seconds. For no, I won't. Uh, no, okay, okay. I mean, you could have called. You could have uh, advertised UNICEF or whatever for only one euro, but no, you chose not to. I'm sorry, world. Um, okay, so I was very curious. Um, I was very curious about the stack of one dollar bills they had in the warehouse, yes. right? Oh, you is like, that, it was a pile. Right? It was a pile. It was all. He said yeah. it was a mountain of one dollar bills. Yeah, it was yeah. forty million dollars in one dollar bills, and I was curious: Will forty million one dollar bills or dollar bills? I guess will they form a mountain? Right. That's my question. So I started to duck, duck, go. So the only thing you can find is the size of a one million dollars in hundred dollar bills, but I can multiply okay, by a hundred. I was about so, to say. Yeah. Um, so the. The size of a dollar bill is 15.6 by 6.6 .6 centimeters. And then the, the thickness of 100 bills is about 1.1 centimeters. That's not that much, yeah. No. But this is assuming they're clean, right? Yes, like yes, that's a very important then, point. Yeah. yeah. So this is like the clean thing you, you, you would get from a bank, right? You see when bank robbers rob a, a bank, you know, it's like the crisp, clean yeah, yeah, the, yeah. stacks. That's $10,000. So um, you would only need a hundred of those to get a million dollars in $100 bills. Oh, that's um, a suitcase basically, right? Which is a suitcase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. um, that's or like the volume of about 11.3 liters. That's okay. 
a volume, right? Just uh, so we can yeah, like yeah. kind of. Yeah, that's really not that much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we do it times a hundred, like a small bucket is thirty liters, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, the bills will not fit in there, you know, because they have their shape. But yeah, it's not that much. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a small volume. suitcase. Yeah. yeah. If we multiply by a hundred, of course, it's eleven hundred thirty liters, which gets you know it get you know you multiply it times a hundred. Um, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> 1130 liters and then a bathtub is about 75 to 170 liters so you know you need like let's say you know 10 15 bathtubs to fill this that's quite a lot actually um uh, sorry how much are we talking about now we're talking about 100 million dollars in 100 dollar bills or 1 million dollars like... in 1 dollar bills is a volume oh, yeah. okay. of 1100 liters so 10 to 15 bathtubs you said yeah because a bathtub is only 75 liters i thought it was more yeah, actually, I think there's... Oh, no, no. Okay. Okay, so we keep going. So one meter cubed, that's a thousand yeah. liters. So let's say that's about our crisp, clean dollar bills, right? It's a little bit more than a meter cubed because 1,100 liters. So $40 million in crisp, clean dollar bills is 45,200 cubic... Oh, no, shit, I messed this up. Did I mess this up? <laughs> I did let's this, like, try not. Let's try to not embarrass ourselves here completely. Uh, wait. So let's, uh, <laughs> but also not spend too much time on this. Um, uh, cool. How many bathtubs? That's the question. Okay, I don't have bathtubs. I can tell you how many puncheons. A puncheon is a wine barrel. It's a wine <laughs> barrel. Good. My frame of reference is always a bathtub when it comes to volume. Okay, I don't have I don't have bathtubs. I have oil barrels. How many oil barrels do you think is how about? I don't know how much an oil barrel is. Yeah, me neither. You, just, <laughs> you put it in a calculator. That's calculators online. Okay. 283. Okay, how big is a barrel, though? Without knowing well, that. 45,000 liters divided by 283, which is like okay. uh, 2,200 liters. 200 oh, liters. God. You know, it's funny, like we're talking, and I'm not at all doing any maths in my head as we're talking. Like I'm, I'm literally just listening, going okay, okay, and I'm literally not even remembering half the numbers. So I just, I guess, I just have to trust you on this. Trust me. Okay. Um. um so it was like, enough. it's yeah. I, I mean, I did this like right before we started, so it was very quick. So I. So, oh, and you're be... drunk. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, you know, I have to get in the mood. Um. So it's ninety wine barrel. It's weird that a wine barrel is bigger than an oil barrel. Hmm. It's a big wine barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. My, anyway, my sorry, uh, just uh, but then for uh, to maybe make this a bit easier. So the can it uh, form a, a suitcase is basically a million dollars in a hundred dollar bills. Yes, right? yes, yes. Okay, so we so need a hundred suitcases yeah. is is one million dollar in. So we need four thousand, right? Because it's forty million, not one million. So yes, 40. exactly. So four thousand. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I think I imagined it bigger. But then again, they're not like clean and they're probably not lying smoothly. On that's the whole other. thing, right? They're not crisp. Between. Yeah. So let's say yeah. maybe they take up like twice the space. You know, then it's, you know, it gets, I think um, a standard 20 foot container, as you know, um, as we all yeah. know, just your standard 20 foot container is almost 34 square meters, um, um, cubic meters, excuse me. So it's like it's like let's say one and a half standard containers of crisp bills. Yeah, I'm probably messing up the mathematics really, really hard here. Um, no, they're bigger than that, right? Wait, a container. I mean, a container like thirty-five square meters. What do you say? Cube meters. 
I mean, yeah. that's like basically uh, 10 by 3 by 1 meter, right? Is that right? That seems too small. Well, no, because it's six, it's 20 foot, which is 6 meters, right? Is it only it's 6 like, meters long? Well, 20 foot is 6 meters, right? It's a standard 20 foot container. 20, isn't 20? No, it's fine. I just assumed it was longer. We're messing this up. We sh I shouldn't have gone here. Um, and also, I think uh, we are still reaching the conclusion that, yeah, makes sense. It's. I would say <laughs> it's, it's a, a big, big pile. It's a big pile. It's not a mountain. It's a big I mean, of course, pile. it's yeah. not a mountain, Kuhn. It's, it's in a warehouse. Mr. Child wrote It's that. a metaphor. <laughs> I don't deal with metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look up like the definition of a mountain? Like that's mean he's 500 meters high or yeah. a thousand yeah. meters high or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, liar. It has a roof, Kuhn. There's a roof above it. Like it's, of course, it's not a mountain. Well, okay. But no, I appreciate the efforts you put into this. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Last thing, last of my um, thingies of my, because this is not working out. Wait, this, this is one of the facts you're hitting me with, right? Yeah, I'm hitting you with not, another fact. Because <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, okay. can you even get 40 million $1 bills, right? How many are in circulation on, on a given time? Right. You know, right? So like, okay, the average lifespan of a $1 bill is 5.8 years, which is quite little. There's 11.7 billion $1 bills in circulation. Okay, so that's so forty million is actually you know a a, a spec like a, how do you call it? Uh, yeah, it's not that much. Yeah, not that um, much. Yeah, yeah. So it's so possible. so basically what we're saying is yeah, yeah, could be, could be good good job, Mister Child. Um, Coons. and he did this before Google. Precise I think. calculation. Yeah, no, this was wait when okay. I think Google Google was found in nineteen ninety five, right? I mean, it was published in nineteen ninety seven. But I think it was, yeah, but I mean, there were other search engines. They just didn't work. I mean, he could have measured like a stack of dollar bills, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or he could have, I mean, and obviously everyone knows how big a standard container is. So that's all. If once you know that, you know your bathtub, you know your punching. Oh, I also had um, shot glasses, um, a million. <laughs> so Wait, a one shot, shot. <laughs> is a dollar. No, like, yeah, roughly. Or... $40. Is a shot glass of volume. <laughs> Wait, Kun, have you ever seen a shot glass? You can't get forty dollars into that, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I my mean, calculations. Just... I don't know. It said shots. I don't know if that shot glasses. It might be something else. It might be something else you call a shot. I mean, a shot. I mean, when I think of a shot, like I, if I imagine, yeah. like you know, uh, um, forwarding well, if... up a dollar bill, I can't imagine getting forty into that. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, uh, we should also maybe clarify, Kuhn and I are psychologists. We don't have a degree that requires, we don't, we're not doing a job that really requires any actual calculation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no Kahneman and Tversky here. Um, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, so if anyone here can do very good mental calculations, realize I was um, wrong, send Ben hate mail. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, not I me. love it. Especially if it's like, fuck Kuhn, or like, yeah. Fakun, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't send me hate mail. Um, no, no, about... they send me the hate mail about you. That's what oh. I mean. Like they yeah. uh, Maybe we can get a sponsor for um, a maths education, like Khan Academy or something. Yeah, or Brilliant. They sponsor a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, hey, hello. <laughs> could you realize they only hear this once it's published? <laughs> 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 they could be no. They, this could be one of those world word problems you have in math. Where you're like, sir, who buys forty watermelons? Right? 
Yes. And then you and like then recliners. Also, yeah, like <laughs> imagine. Yeah, that would be a great math problem. Like imagine you have 200 bathtubs and you <laughs> yeah. try to fill them with dollar bills. Yeah. Chris, How Chris much? dollar bills. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move Would on? It, yeah, sorry. I'm very sorry. That was an incredible long tangent. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll um, not edit anything. This, this has to be... We're documenting something here. I'm not sure what, um, yeah. but it's 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 important for history that people remember this moment. You're welcome, history. So I have basically one point about the book, then one question more general about what you made of this discussion and okay. you know reading this book in this other way which is maybe like the last thing we can talk about sure um so the question is do you want to when do you want to reveal the big reveal i think i'm ready to do it Are you ready? Some point okay soon. so cool yeah yeah did your father yeah in the late 90s or whatever <laughs> one day yeah. randomly bang his fist <laughs> on the table and say cool <laughs> you know what the problem is with the dollar yes damn currency <laughs> yeah did he or did he not okay so i talked to my dad i was like dad um did you ever reach jack reach <laughs> do you know what the problem is with <laughs> the <laughs> what's the fucking problem dad uh, you never answered you just yeah. asked yeah he um he, he did confide in me that um he did indeed read almost all the jack reacher books or like he's read a lot of them yeah um, he didn't remember telling me specifically that um, there's an issue with the, with the American um, dollar. But I think the odds of me, like a la Sherlock Holmes, like reducing this whole book um, plot or me remembering some vague facts that I learned in the early 2000s, um, I think it's kind of, it points towards my dad telling me, spoiling this book for me about 20 years ago. So um, yeah, I'll go with that. That's the answer I wanted to hear. Yeah. 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 It would have been so disappointing if your dad said, Who's Jack Reacher? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he read he read a lot of them apparently. So um so yeah. It it worked it worked for him. He impressed his um <laughs> his nine year old son one day <laughs> with a random fact. Yeah, no, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so he, he said that's one of the, the the few series he actually like, you know, followed kinda. Yeah. Um, for at least for a couple of years. So yeah. So now you're finally making him proud yeah exactly or trying at least exactly exactly yeah yeah do you, do you think he's going to listen to this he's, he's um, now played no. a major part in the last in this and the last episode i feel like he's almost the third third uh co-host he is almost right i should have had a, a yeah. voice recording of him no um yeah. i i um i don't know i don't think my dad you know who spent like you know the first 20 years of his life with me at the kitchen table um during dinner the first 20 years of his life of my life oh, okay um at the kitchen like he doesn't want to hear me talk i talk enough like he's he's heard enough <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah. fair enough yeah he doesn't need a podcast so yeah no i don't i don't think he was <laughs> <laughs> good i know what you sound like i know what you're gonna say anyway yeah so uh, okay. i know but maybe he will uh, maybe he will um, it's just a slightly disappointing that he doesn't remember this one bonding moment from your childhood this deep, that deep clearly moment. left an impression on you and he just oh. didn't even well it. that's that's the amazing thing right if i wouldn't have read this book i probably wouldn't have even kind of remembered this moment right like something in me like there was like this one neuron that was like kind of like ready to fire at any <laughs> yeah. moment when just we sitting there about, going yeah. come on come on <laughs> give me u.s currency give me US, and the then like it, it happened so that's kind of cool so so i guess it's uh, this that's what is 
this podcast has given me a childhood um, memory back. A childhood yeah. memory back, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I know you're trying to forget, but yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, it's fun. I mean, I, I I guess to to move on with what I got from this, I I enjoyed it. Um, sorry, it's just fun. one last uh, sorry. one last point. Yeah. Just because this is this is something I thought we'd mentioned much earlier, but we never did, and then we can do a more general thing. Sure. Um, so this is. I'm just going to read you like two paragraphs. They're fairly short, and I want I want to want you to th- to write whether this reminds you of someone, not someone we know, but someone you you know of. Okay. Um, and the scene is that right towards the end, yeah. So I think Roscoe told Rachel about what happened in the three days that she was, mm-hmm. you know, a captive, basically. Got it. So Roscoe had been a slave the best part of three days, in fear for her life, in danger, exhausted, and humiliated for three long days. And it was my fault. I told her that. The more I told her, the more she said she didn't blame me. It wasn't your fault, she was saying. I'm sorry, I was saying. Don't be, she was telling me. We listened to each other. We accepted what was being said, but I still thought it was my fault. Wasn't 100% sure she didn't think so too, despite what she was saying. We didn't fall out about it, but it was the first faint sign of a problem between us. Actually, I'm going to cut out the second paragraph, the first paragraph. Okay. Anyway, does that part of that thing remind you of any, not major cultural figure, but a cultural figure that we're both aware of? It was my fault. And then she says she wasn't. Hmm. This isn't necessarily the perfect example for the point I'm trying to make, but it's something. Okay. Anyway. I so, think I'm missing the point. I think I'm missing yeah. it. So yeah. basically he's blaming himself. He's basically saying this is what happened to her is my problem and it's uh, it's my fault. Yeah. And I'm taking responsibility for it. Yeah. So in a way you could say he's owning the problem and what happened, right? Ah. You think, you're thinking, uh, what's his name? Jocko. Exactly. You're thinking Jocko. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, if anyone would be like the stereotype Jack Reacher, right? It would be like this Jocko kind of like who deals yeah. with stuff. So, so we're talking about yeah. Jocko Willink, who is a, a retired Navy SEAL or whatever. And his whole thing is extreme ownership, taking responsibility for everything that happened. True. And yeah. um, anyway, so this was just like one small part of it. But in general, I I feel like I've read you know read a few books of these, and I find it really hard not to imagine someone who looks exactly like Jocko. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jocko is much is smaller. He's also like a meter eighty or something, I think. Um, but apart from that, he just perfectly. I mean, not perfectly, right? He has a family and that kind of stuff, so he he doesn't like run yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. But uh, if you take that aside, like the whole attitude. That's true. Yeah, 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 so much what he basically tells people should do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or what he tries to do and how, yeah. There's this YouTube clip um, for people if they're interested. I think it's called Good. Do you know what I'm talking good. about? Good. Yeah, I know what you're right? talking about. So I think if you do Jocko Willink Good, you'll find oh, it. Oh, I'll, I'll put it in the description. Yeah, put it in the description and then we won't spoil it. But it's like, I guess it's like Jack Reacher. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Do you know if... Jocko Willink, um, if you have like a yeah, um, I have a no book, idea. I've... A book recommendation list or something like that, or if you read oh, it. Oh, sorry. I mean, I'm sure he has book recommend some sort of book recommendation list, but I don't know where these. Wait, let's see. Because I mean, the funny thing is, of course, also his name is so similar, right? Jocko and Jack Reacher. Jocko and um, Jack. Yeah, you're right. But I've just yeah, he just perfectly, I think, resembles the guy. Makes you wonder if he like read the books and that kind of like you know, got him. Yeah, so that's because the funny thing is also that I think Jocko Willink 
not exactly grew up, but joined the military around the time that this book came out. I think a bit earlier, something like that. Ah, um, I thought there might be two tweets by Joker that allude to this, but they don't. There's no. yeah, somehow no one else seems to have made this. Anyway, I'm not looking. Yeah, I'm not going to do lots of research. Maybe it's fans don't read books. I don't know, uh, but I, I find it really hard to having you know listen to some of Joker's podcast and the stuff he says. Just fits. Yeah. I think that the general vibe fits perfectly well. Also, him as being like a retired Navy SEAL. I think yeah, yeah. Jack Reacher kind of like, being a retired, what was he, military police, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and okay, that was that was basically my last point. But then I realized, shall we? I think I'll do some readings from the other book I read. Ah, oh, yeah, sure. And there wasn't actually that much in there. I think it's an interesting book, and if people really like the Jack Reacher series, it's probably a fun thing to read. This, yeah, yeah, this book um, about... So this book is called Reacher Said Nothing by Andy Martin, where I mentioned this, I think, in episode two and three or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Where Andy Martin basically stays, not all the time, but frequently is in the same room as Lee Child is writing a the 15th or 20th Reacher book or whatever. Yeah. And he's basically just watching him write the book. And... So it's obviously about a different book. It's about like the 20th Reacher book or something, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of background on Lee Child and especially how he got started. So there's quite a bit actually about the first book. Okay, yeah. Um, actually, here's a. this has nothing to do with the Reacher books per se, but I think it's interesting, a fun way of looking, uh, an interesting attitude that uh, Lee Child has. So this is from the book Reacher Said Nothing. Back in England, he, being Lee Child, was always picking up tickets for parking illegally or speeding, and he would never pay the fine, not once. Quote now from Lee Child, I approach it from a civil liberties perspective. If you ever let the mere accusation of crime become synonymous with a conviction, you have East Germany and totalitarian state. Everybody is all is automatically guilty. End of quote. Now, Andy Martin asks, yeah, but you were actually guilty, right? Then Lee Child responds, of course he snorted. Probably everyone really is guilty of something, let's face it. But that's not the point. You have to test and challenge the prosecutors. Citizens should put them through their paces. It's a fundamental principle of jurisprudence. Uh, End of the child reaching. So now it's just the book again. So whenever he picked up a ticket, he would just ignore it. Rip it up and bin it. Then the follow-up letters started arriving, and he would ignore them too, rip them up into tiny little pieces in a spirit of high jurisprudence. (laughs) Once in a while, he would actually get dragged into court. And the formal charge was not the parking infraction, but not responding to an official letter. James Grant, which is Lee Charles' actual name. Mm. How do you plead? Not guilty, Your Honor. His basic strategy can be summed up in two words. What letter? Now, this is Lee (laughs) Charles speaking again. I would make them walk through it in a forensically responsible way. You know, who wrote this letter? Do you have any proof it was actually delivered? No, Your Honor, I beg to have this case dismissed for want of evidence. End of Lee Charles speaking. He pulled it off six or seven times in Manchester. It was always thrown out out for lack of hard evidence. Lee went out into the kitchen, poured two cups of coffee and brought them back in. Lee Child speaking again. After that, I decided to up the ante a little. I started appealing for expenses. You know, a day (laughs) off work, 300 pounds, on account of having my time wasted by a frivolous, vexatious prosecution. And I won too, which really wound up this woman who was running the whole (laughs) ticket-issuing business. 
uh, end of the chart speaking. Her name was Miss Bracegirdle. The next time Mr. James Grant was up before the bench, she brought her entire office staff along with her <laughs> reinforcements <laughs> to demonstrate the existence of the letter and make the charge stick. Lee had to cross-examine the typist who had typed the original letter accusing him of speeding and who had been coached in what to say. Lee, you can recall writing this letter. She, yes, on May 5th. Lee, even though this was over a year ago, she... I record it clearly. Lee, so you'll remember what day of the week it was. She, how do you expect me to remember that? It was over a year ago. Oops, <laughs> case dismissed. <laughs> Sound of gavel, gavel, I don't actually know how to say that. Gavel, gavel, being brought down. We're not here. Uh, Lee Child speaking again. It's the duty of the citizen to stand up to the state, said Lee, rather heroically. Damn, that's a quote. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the most annoying thing is? Huh? I paid 90 euros recently. For, I know it's different though. So I, I recently had to pay 90 euros because I uh, allegedly uh, drove a red light with my bike. Oh. But then I guess there's maybe the difference because the police people actually had to stop me. They saw you and do And there it, were two yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. But whereas the speeding thing is maybe an automated thing. It's an automated thing. Um, yeah, I think there's a difference there. Although yeah. there's an interesting thing though because when I got the letter that I had, I think technically the, the offense is that three seconds after the light went red... I crossed on my bike. Yeah. Uh, the, the crossing. Uh, so I got this letter and there was an error in it. Oh. And because they misspelled one, it was just like a, they, they, they uh, twisted two letters, basically. Yeah. So technically, I had a letter there for a crossing that didn't exist. Uh. They said, you know, you cross this road and that road at this crossing, you, you know, but it didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. That thing doesn't exist in Hamburg. So at the time, uh, this is getting a longer divergent than I meant to. Uh, at the time, I was that was when I was collecting data in prison. Uh, so I was in prison, and I thought, well, maybe uh -huh. I'll ask some of the prison's guards. Like, they know something more, maybe about the like police legal system or whatever than I do. Yeah. Because I wondered, like, technically, I can't have gone over a red light there. They can't see me there. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And then he said, "Yeah, but like, what kind of error is it?" Is it just a typo or is it like they, you know, completely wrong road or whatever? It's like, no, it's just, you know, they just swapped out two letters or whatever. And it's like, yeah, if you appeal that though, you might, like, if Can you're unlucky, they'll trouble. drag you into like, yeah. you know, dragging it out or whatever. But when I read that, I thought, ah, I could have done should so, have yeah. tried it. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, different country, of course. And yeah. also, I mean, for me also, this is, I mean, of course, he, tongue in cheek, at least I think mentions this as a kind of standing up to the state. Whereas I yeah. see this more as a matter of money. I don't want to waste my time here. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 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 <laughs> and I did, you know, again, like with that one, I couldn't complain because not only did I cross a red light, I actually, the police then drove behind me and I crossed another red light as they were stopping me. So technically they could have given me two tickets. So I felt yeah. like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. That's sad. But I mean, I think it kind of shows there might be a bit of, of Reacher in Lee Child who goes and fights the bad guys if we agree that the bad the state is a bad guy. Or the big guy, I guess. But yeah, so that's a bit more about Lee Child. <laughs> so so he was like, as a kid, he beat up other kids. And as an adult, he yeah. speeded through, I don't know, wherever he lived, Manchester, um, not paying any fines. Yeah, exactly. What an asshole. <laughs> oh, actually, here's something I completely forgot, uh, which I yeah. wanted to mention in the very first one. 
literally the day we recorded the first uh, discussion. The f- yeah. The first, whatever, seven chapters or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. On The Guardian, there was an article with a headline, I could never date someone who liked Jack Reacher. Yeah, I saw and it as well. Did you yeah. see that too? Yeah. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I can't remember. I think this was from a woman in her 50s or 60s who really liked romance novels or something. Um, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, we probably don't have that much in common anyway. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, but I found that funny that like, literally the day we recorded the first one, there was this thing. There was this thing. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, there was this thing that if you have um, reads in your Tinder profile or in your dating profile, you're like twenty percent more likely to get dates or something like that. I think it was something like that. I think the article was about a dating website specifically about literary interests or something, which seemed oh. a bit okay. Like, you don't want to date someone who's that into books. Yeah, yeah. I think it was literally like a dating website that set itself up by like matching people according to the books they liked or something like that. Um, okay. Anyway, I can't, I'll, I'll, if I find it, I'll put it in the description. So this is, I think, uh, an interesting point about maybe, she, yeah, if I'd read this in the first one, this maybe would have been almost more interesting. But there's an interesting thing about Reacher being very popular and also not. And here's so here's a somewhat lengthy quote or general discussion about this. So this is again from the book, Reacher Said Nothing. There was a paradox about the Reacher novels. They were immensely popular, published in the millions around the world, with a fan roster that included Antonio Frazier, Malcolm Gladwell, Kate Atkinson, Atkinson, and Haruki Murakami. They were also immensely unpopular among certain readers of Julian Barnes and Jonathan Franzen, were frowned upon by Harold Pinter, and elicited frosty nose wrinkling from such as Edward Dox whoever that is <laughs> now i had the impression maybe a faint thought was sitting in for example a cambridge postgrad trying to set up some interdisciplinary seminar series on working in on work in progress had wondered aloud if lee and i could be interested in participating quote uh, this is a quote uh, reacher remains a little outside the pale lee said continuing there are barriers you can see it from their point of view they need an exclusion principle i'm too low falutin for them end of quote by uh, lee it was an axis that stretched, as Lee put it, from the Radio Times to the Sunday Times. Colin Dexter and Morse had broken through, thanks to Oxford and the opera. Then, when Dexter stopped writing, it was Ian Ranking and Rebus. They were the anointed ones. The axis, the axis had permission to read them. Reacher remained a guilty pleasure, something you only indulged in behind closed doors. When Reacher came up on some literary panel show on Radio 4, one of the, quote, artsy woman panelists, quote, introduced her comments by saying, quote, I would never have thought of picking up this book if not for the show. End quote. It was sheer naked prejudice, but to her surprise, she liked it. Oh. And there's another story in here about where Andy Martin is in the subway or something in London or New York or wherever. Yeah. And someone has a, I think it's Don DeLillo's Underworld or something, the cover. Andy Martin saw him one day and thought, okay, he's reading that book. The next day he saw him, but he was sitting next to him and he realized that the cover was you know the serious Just that. book but yeah. inside was a region novel wow <laughs> yeah. um, oh wow is it that much of a guilty pleasure i mean i guess it's like the, the kind of not cheap like cheap thriller books you get at a train station or whatever right like it's it's that kind of book right is it like pulp fiction but not i, mean, I think not it's really, a good right? example of i think it's a very good example of pulp fiction okay I mean, I've read like some books like this, you know, the kind of pop fiction that's written quickly and often they're very bad. But I think this is, I mean, I think, you know, there's, there's not, you know, the funny thing is that 
we've been talking about this book for five hours now, but yeah, there's no, we've never really talked about a theme really, right? We've never really talked about deeper meaning other than maybe Jack Reacher being in the zone. Sure. It's always been plot, right? It's like what happens mm-hmm. next, what happens mm-hmm. to this person, all that kind of stuff. You know, when we discussed crime and punishment, it was much, you know, there's this whole discussion about is it sometimes should you be allowed to kill someone or not? Sure. In which circumstances, whatever, right? Like you have all yeah, these things. Yeah, sure. Whereas here, right. it's just, you know, the the the, the morality of the, of Reacher books is, as far as I can tell, always very clear. Sure. There's good and bad people. Yeah. And now it's just a kind of purely plot driven entertainment of like what's going to happen next got it yeah got it okay yeah i mean lee child has a very different opinion on this the and this i think the same interview that i mentioned earlier he's also like yeah these literary fiction people they are basically just the leeches of the literary industry like we are the guys who finance them without us they couldn't exist like they literally are only like most of the people lose money on those like publishers lose money on those books and it's only because of people like lee child or whatever that the publishers make enough money to take those authors on sure you know i think like there's another uh, someone quote towards the end here where he says something like where it was almost like criticized for being like a uh a a very popular bestseller he's like Mm. what's the criticism yeah you want to be an unpopular worst seller yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, but also, it's always the case, right? Like yeah. you always have this. When this... something becomes popular, there will be haters, right? That's one thing, but I mean, also just this tension between entertainment and substance, sure. if that's what you want yeah, to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, Same sure. with films or with music or whatever, right? Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, listen to the radio. It's not. It's not good music usually. But then again, it's often nice to listen to in the background. To you know. Yeah, it's got like. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but a lot of right. it is very dumb. It's, well, it's yeah. it's very standard. Like they have a formula almost, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to make a hit. It's probably still really, you know, yeah, difficult. But like, you know, there is a formula. It's like, you know, it's got like a, a recognizable chorus with like a nice melody, whatever you can sing along to. You know that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's very right? simple. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, you have to be able to sing along with, it, so it can't be yeah. have, the vocal range can't be too large. In most cases. I guess there's um, exceptions, but yeah. Yeah, of course, like Mariah Carey, I guess, or someone like that makes a career out of having that large vocal range. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so Mariah Carey is like Jack Reacher. That's what we, we said now, right? Yeah, they're basically the same person, I think. Oh, ah, okay, interesting. Um, there's some, re- yeah, I think maybe people should just uh, read the book so I don't have to read all the long quotes. But you would, I mean, you would recommend people read the book if they like Jack Reacher or, yeah, if, or like if they Jack, like I think if you don't, then writing. it's maybe a bit pointless. Yeah, it's sure. all, I mean, it's also about writing and the writing industry a bit. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's also, it's, it's, it's in a way similar to a Reacher book in that it's fairly easy to read, entertaining, okay. quick, right? It's, it's it. not, and it's, the, again, there's not huge substance to it, but for me, it was interesting to read. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Here's a, so, not unlike us sometimes uh lee child has some very weird stuff he knows too much about uh and here is called don't act surprised um you literally <laughs> told me for like ten, five minutes uh whether you can shoot someone's leg off with a gun a desert eagle not just any gun okay, but here's uh lee child commenting on suicides oh uh, so here's a quote, Lee Child. Remember what happened to Sylvia Plath? Annie Martin, head in the oven. Lee Child, you can't do it now. Annie Martin, gas is not toxic. Lee Child, natural gas. 
you can sit around sniffing gas all day long, won't do you a whole lot of harm, pointless sticking your head in the oven. Andy Martin, unless you want to cook it, of course. Uh, Lee Child, same with cars, the old hose pipe attached to the exhaust routine. End of Lee Child speaking. Hmm. I was shocked, Andy Martin. You mean that doesn't work anymore? It always worked in the movies. Lee Child, catalytic converters, said Lee in a tone of regret. They filtered out all the carbon monoxide. <laughs> and this was in the book also, like he just kind of randomly mentions this. <laughs> it was kind of just, he just had the, he has that knowledge. And this is one yeah. example of a few other things where he, he just knows this kind he of stuff. He just knows things. this kind of stuff, yeah. I mean, that does sound like, I, I, yeah, I guess it won't kill you, but it's still probably not healthy to breathe in um, exhaust fumes, right? I mean, it's probably not healthy, but the whole point is that it won't like, you kill know, you directly. Yeah, like the monoxide. And I think, yeah. in, I think uh, they continue saying that this is almost a pretty nice way of killing yourself. Okay, or used to be because you kind of just fall asleep. You just yeah, slowly yeah. go out of consciousness. It's not like you know drowning or something where your lungs like just soak in whatever they can, and then it's just horrible. I think yeah. apparently that's the, apparently that used to be the kind of thing where you just fell asleep and never woke up again. Um, okay, but yeah. Um, Maybe we shouldn't I've, have done like sorry. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't have done a suicide thing after five hours of us talking. Um, <laughs> you think it's gonna? It's gonna. But we gonna, we basically showed that you can't do it anymore. It's impossible. So you yeah. might as well not try. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't do it, people. Yeah. yeah. This was an interesting thing I thought about writing about how Lee Child writes the books. He has this technique, a way of getting started: ask a question and then don't answer it. That's it. That's the quote? Yeah. I mean, basically, like, you, you get him into a situation, but he, well, you know, like, he wants to, for example, talk to this person, right? God, okay. And then he can't. Things happen. In, so, yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. that's the whole thing, right? You you give, like, a character some sort of motivation, mm-hmm. and then they just can't fulfill it until the end, basically. Got it. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, also, I don't know why this surprised me so much, but apparently Lee Child smokes a lot of weed. And yeah. here, this was a quote where he says, uh, or like Andy Martin writes, he took out his pipe, filled it with unadulterated marijuana from a pouch and puffed thoughtfully. This is just a maintenance dose, he said, a top off. <laughs> wow, okay. In general, he's not a healthy living guy. There's, uh, seeing if I find later how much coffee he drinks in a day, it's ridiculous. Really? Wait, and he smokes it from a pipe? But yeah, that's the next thing. I've never heard of anyone smoking weed from a pipe. Pretty dope. I mean, like, yeah. I don't, uh, what well, I'm imagining now, like, you know, a grandfather's pipe. I guess you yeah. can have all sorts of pipes. I guess it could be more um, like a bong, bong shape. Or yeah, something. I don't know. Then also, uh, a general about the writing, you know, we said that he, I said earlier that he writes it in, I think, in the first or second episode that he writes the books in like three months. That's actually mm-hmm. not the case. It's more like, I think in this one, he finishes it in mid April or something. Starts 1st of September. So it takes about eight months to write it and okay. then has four months of like being a normal Press. person again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he also does go th- back over stuff. Yeah. I think he writes like everything, pretty much writes it like from beginning to end. He well, yeah. completely writes from beginning to end. And I think when he's like pretty much finished it, he'll go over it again and like insert Edit some, some things. Stuff. That kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. But yeah. So here's his one writing day, which I think was more towards the ends. Total number of words in the day, 2,173. Total mugs of coffee, 19 total. Jesus. Camels, being the cigarettes, 26. No texts, no calls. Damn. 
So that's how you write a good book. You drink 19 <laughs> cups of coffee. Jeez, and smoke, fucking crazy. I think a packet of cigarettes. I don't know how many is in one. Yeah, I think it's like 1920. Like, 1920 sounds like a better packet. Damn. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it had taken him 222 days to write from beginning. So basically, it's, yeah, it's more than I said initially. And he sticks to like regular working days, just like eight hours a day or... Uh, or? I think more or less. Anyway, this is the... Last quote I had from the book. Okay. I think yeah, if you're if you're interested in the books, uh, in the in the in the Reacher books, I think it's a it's a fun little read about okay. how this thing is made. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like a behind the scenes kind of thing. Sure. Um, and there's lots of lots of more quotes, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to read them all now because some of them I think are more relevant to very specific people or take too long to set up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I guess this is now the ending, right? Yeah, We're coming to it. an end. How was your first, obviously, oh, I don't know whether you've done something like this before, but I hadn't done before I started doing this for my podcast. No. How was your book club experience without yeah, insulting I, me? Well, I mean, I assume you've cut out all my insults towards you. Um, you'll you'll <laughs> yeah. be cutting those out. Um, there were plenty. Um, oh, oh, no, I'll copy them and just paste them in randomly. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I kind of, I mean, it's... It's a different experience, right? I think it really depends also on the book you're doing. Um, I think Reacher, we could have done it in less sessions maybe and gotten like as much out of it. I think maybe like the, the 100 pages yeah. per book could have been... Um, yeah, for this one, I mean, yeah, because there's no con, there's no subplot basically in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of. Like this, you it's know... Less to discuss almost. Yeah, um, but I mean, I, th I thought it was fun. It was fun for me to like kind of be have like a natural break in there right um a break in what in in my reading because right yeah right so and like and also like having to reflect because i have to like talk about it a little bit yeah no so i thought it was kind of fun yeah i mean i, I always find always the, the two times i've done it that there's probably no book i'll know as well as the books i've read for this book club right probably you yeah. really get uh especially because you know i also write the summaries which doesn't take a lot of time, but just forces you to think about it once or twice more than you usually yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, you just move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now I have to remember the names of people because otherwise, yeah. my summary is going to be all over the place. Um, sure. Yeah. So, so, so one thing I, I mean, I mean, you know this, um, like quite parallel. Right before we did the Reacher, I started reading the June June books, mm -hmm. and I basically raced through the first three. I think I did a book a week or or even less. Yeah, I think like a book a week on average for the yeah. first three. Which are like five hundred pages, also something, right? Yeah, like ish. I think or... like plus probably. Yeah, I yeah. think the the second one, the Messiah, is a bit shorter, but the rest are all like five hundred plus. And now I was wondering, like. Do I know these books as well? You know, because I think they're like a lot more dense, um, you know, and there's a lot more underlying themes and everything. Um, do I know them as well as Reach or like, or like, you know, because I went through them so fast, like, um, yeah, yeah. did I just like, uh, did I absorb anything or just like um, um, use it? So, yeah, I don't know. I guess I will never know. But, but I think um, the answer is, I mean, it should be fairly clear, right? Probably yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is a probably un, an unusual book to do for this book club in a way. Yeah. Um, and I mean, part of also why I chose this one fairly early on is also, you know, we did Crime and Punishment the first time. I'm going to have like individual book discussions about Brave New World soon mm -hmm. and uh, lots of other like, you know, highbrow books or whatever. I think it's important to not just, you know, to also have this kind of stuff in there. Yeah. 
in part sure. because it reflects also what I read. I occasionally, occasionally, it's fairly regular, but not super frequent. We'll read these kind of books. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing I think here is also that the language, for example, of the Reacher books is unique and it has its own style. Less so in this than in others. And later, he's much. He he really has a, a different language, a different way of writing sentences and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it can often seem like Lee Child just doesn't know how to write. It can often seem like he's just a poor writer. But I think when you actually first, I mean, that's the interesting thing about the other book, this Reacher Said Nothing, mm-hmm. um, you realize how much thought actually goes into each sentence. Sure. And how... You know, especially with Pulp Fiction, there's all these people who basically published first drafts and, you know, never looked over it and it's just terrible. Sure. Um, but yeah, here yeah. he actually, you know, you see him in the beginning really going over certain words and what the implications of the words are and okay. that kind of yeah. stuff. And yeah. So I think it's, you know, even though it's this kind of entertainment book or whatever, I think, yeah, I mean, that's what I find interesting in general. Like, even if you want to do something that maybe isn't supposed to be the greatest thing ever, it's... T- Basically, as much work. Yeah. Um, sure. I don't know, maybe not, not exactly, but. No, yeah, but I mean, to, to put out quality work, you still need to put in time, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think like one thing that's clear from this is even if you don't like this kind of book or even if you think the writing style is bad or it's unrealistic or whatever, like it's good plotted, right? It's sure. well plotted, like the, yeah. the, the action points, something, there's always something happening. Yeah, it yeah, all yeah. connects in the end, pretty much. Sure. Um, yeah, and that's just a different difficulty, I guess, than writing fancy books that are that have deep meaning, whatever that is. Yeah, I guess that's also just a question, right? It's also what the public kind of scribes to it, right? We could probably like read into Jack Reacher, like, oh, you know, the new police station. I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe not. <laughs> but you could <laughs> no, but like. like uh, the one thing I think that you can really read into this is the what I mentioned earlier, the one thing about him being in the moment and that kind of stuff. I think there's a lot, like if, if everyone was more like that, you know, if you, uh, people would have much less, prob- far fewer problems just because you're so much in the zone and you're... Probably, yeah. Um, like so it's, it's something I, yeah, as I said earlier, I wish I had more of this kind of calm, yeah. collected, I'll deal with this, sure. I'll figure it out. Yeah, don't need to yeah. worry about it. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. And that's why I read all the books, and I'm still not as cool. It's not working, good. I'm so sorry, Ben. Yeah, we'll, we'll make a... I'm also step. still shorter. That didn't work either. Didn't reach What's going it. on? Damn. I don't know. I'm still not as tall as him. I'm not, I'm not far, but there's still some... An inch, two inches or whatever that I'm missing. I mean, I, I thought you looked good in heels, Um you know, <laughs> I know I wasn't supposed to see this and everything, yes. but I thought you looked great. Um, I wasn't the office, to be fair. Someone yeah. was going to find out sooner or later, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But you just used the office because the mirrors are so good, right? <laughs> yeah. In your office, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, just imagine me in heels; it'd be so tall. Especially the bigger your feet are, the more lift more you can get on it, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be like two meters tall. Sturdy heels. And you would probably like bang into every door frame um, which you had. I mean, in the office, I already do. Right? Are you doing? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I don't. I, I duck. 
I don't literally bang into every door every time I walk. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's smart enough to duck um, people. Usually. Usually. Anyway. I think um, on that, um, I think that's a yes, great ending. On this note that has nothing to do with anything, that's the end of our discussion of Killing Floor. I, keep, I still want to keep it Killing Time. If you want to time. call it that. Um, same as with Crime and Punishment. I kept wanting to say Pride and Prejudice. I think it's just because it sounds similar, crime and punishment, pride and yeah, prejudice. Yeah, the same um, rhythm. Rhythm yeah. and this and you know two nouns and yeah, whatever. But yeah, so this has been our discussion of killing floor by Lee Child. Um, yeah, as with crime and punishment, I have to say, if you're still listening, um, I'm sorry. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You're in this place. Yeah, in your life. This has how, been five hours. It's quicker to read it than to listen how to. How bored are you? I'm really sorry. Um, yeah. I hope things will get better for you soon. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't want to be uh, do this too often and be patronizing to the audience at the end of a of a book discussion and <laughs> just piss everyone off. But I, I yeah, um, I think after I five wish hours, you all the best. You have become <laughs> part of us, and we can patronize you. Um, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I will, I will do more. I, I will do. I don't know whether Kuda wants to join or whether I'll invite him. But I will do. I will definitely do more book clubs in the future. I, don't I know think I'm not going to be invited. Um, I mean, you did we'll some see. good background research. That is true. Some also good, a bit weird. <laughs> I did but that in the beginning to, to keep the people listening, Ben. I'm a professional. Yeah. They're like, what, professional. what is Kuhn going to Google next? Yeah. What's gonna... And then I let them wait for like session three and four and with five i come back i deliver exactly yeah anyway enough okay. delivering enough delivery uh, bye bye thank you <laughs>